You are about to listen to a live taping of the Mostly Harmless Talk Show Variety Hour, hosted at Mutiny Information Cafe on Thursday, February 12th, here in Denver, Colorado. But first, here's a brief introduction from our host, Damon Damien. Hey buddies, thanks for tuning in to the first uh, first of a new series of Mostly Harmless Live events. We're going to be doing these every second Thursday at Mutiny Information Cafe here in Denver. Uh, we're currently scheduled through May, so if all goes well, we'll keep rolling. Uh, we're also hoping to have a Mostly Harmless Live at this year's Denver Comic Con as well, as hopefully I can talk my way into hosting some events there. Um, last year I got to host uh, Michael Rooker from Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, The Walking Dead, Days of Thunder, and uh, Mallrats. I got the host his panel, and he hijacked it from me. It was fan-fucking-tastic. Um, this is, of course, the first of this new series. There's bound to be a few snags, especially when it's something that I'm doing, hence the name Damn It, Damien. First stop, uh, we recorded everything directly from the PA onto my laptop. Uh, little did I know at the time that my laptop was severely on the fritz. It's getting repaired right now. And what was recorded was just simply not usable. Uh, thankfully, I had the foresight to... Uh, tape up my little uh, Zoom H1 handy recorder that I record almost all my interviews with. I had that taped up in the room to get a good um, recording of the audience sound so that we could you know, edit it together and have like a good kind of real-life lap track of the people laughing edited in. Anyway, so with the audio from the laptop non-existent, um, luckily, the audio on this thing is good enough that we threw it through a couple programs on uh, on my computer, and it's a uh, pretty. Uh, it sounds pretty good. You know, it's not perfect, uh, but it is pretty decent audio for a DIY punk rock talk show hosted in a coffee shop bookstore. So you know what, and it's free. So. Yeah, and, and also, it's it's a lot of fun, buddies. Uh, secondly, I did a short introduction to the introduction of the show, uh, kind of what I'm doing here. While doing my short presentation before the show, I'm in the middle of talking and I dropped my iPad face first onto the floor and ended its uh, short little existence here on Earth. Luckily, I had all my uh, plans and show notes backed up on my cell phone telephone. Um, but yeah, it, needless to say, it made for an interesting start and uh, there were a few snags along the way because I just didn't have things prepared. Uh, but goddamn, it was a great time. And uh, listening back to the recording, it was just as much fun hosting it as it was listening back to it today. Um, it was one of the most um, incredible experiences. I've never felt more fulfilled with anything I've ever done. Hopefully you uh, enjoyed as well. Um, and then with this recording from the um, handheld microphone in the back of the room, you do get a lot more of the live audience feel. It feels like you're there in the crowd listening to it. You also get to hear my coworkers talk shit about me a little bit on the microphone. Not really, but a little bit. Uh, but anyway, it was a damn good experience and please make sure you come out to our mix next Mostly Harmless Live event um, Thursday, March 12th at Mutiny again. Uh, we're going to have comedian Eric Henderson, Gerhardt Kahane for our comic book artist, and the musical guest is one of my favorite new Denver bands. Um, they're just super awesome, 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 hardcore punk rock, uh, Muscle Beach. They're going to blow you the fuck away, not to mention we're going to have more free beer on hand from our buddies at Ratio Beer Works. And uh, before we get into this episode, we just got to thank um, the guys at Ratio one more time, Jason, Zach. Thank you for having faith in such a silly little idea I had and helping me make it come true. Uh, it was an honor to work with you guys on this, and it was an even bigger honor to have um, helped to work the door and um, do barback stuff at your grand opening that Valentine's Day, February 14th. It was just amazing to watch you guys be like, ah, oh, well, we hope three or 400 people show up and having, you know, what, 1,500 to 2,000 people show up. 
it was insane. Um, I wish you guys all the success in the world. Um, and we're, we're going to do it. We're going to do it together, buddies. Um, I, I'm so excited. Uh, please visit Ratio Beer Works. Open now, 2920 Larimer Street in the River North District of Denver. Um, check them out. They are they're fantastic. And uh, check out their Hold Steady beer, which is, uh, as you'll find out here in today's episode, named after a hot water music song. All right, buddies. Uh, let's get on to the show. Second South Broadway here in lovely Denver, Colorado. Uh, we'd like to thank those guys for taking care of us. This is the second thing that we've done here. It's been about a year and a half, and luckily, Jim, Matt, and the crew have been uh, so fortunate to bring us back into the fold. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, so, I lost my notes because I dropped my iPad. So let's just ramble. Valentine's Day is this Saturday. We thought about doing this variety show for a while, and I was trying to come up with a topic. Valentine's Day is kind of like, hey, I've never been in a relationship long enough to actually talk about relationships. But as uh, those of you who know me very well, you guys know I fall in love with every single girl I meet. Yes. Just that. Uh, see, several of you are here this evening. So I wanted to come up here tonight, and I wanted to... Uh, Commiserate my misery with uh, some good buddies of mine. We're going to have Ian Douglas Terry on the show here in a minute. Zach Kinsella. He's the guy who did the original Most Harmless Koala Bear design. And uh, my favorite Denver pop punk band, uh, Sleeping Weather. You guys are pop punk, right? Sure. Emo pop punk? What do you call yourself? Ian? Uh, yeah, we say rocks. It's like it covers everything. I'm just stalling while uh, my notes are loaded. <laughs> Uh, so, so I'm not a comedian. I, I don't tell jokes. I just make fun of myself. Uh, I got a really nice review at work the other day saying it was not very personal, uh, professional, or attractive. Self-deprecating <laughs> humor about yourself, and then I finally realized that's why me and that coworker doesn't get along. She doesn't get me, buddy. She doesn't get me. Um, so, uh, the root of all my problems I've traced back to the fourth grade. That, uh, that started when I fell in love with a girl named Nicole Adams. Nicole Adams was the, uh, like the cute little girl in the fourth grade. All my buddies were madly, madly, madly in love with her. And I confessed this to my good buddy, Kevin Berg. I just want to say, fuck you, Kevin Berg. Because <laughs> he, uh, he took that crush of mine, and then uh, we're, in, we're in fourth grade gym class. You got the mats covering the floor. You got to take your shoes off before you get on those mats. Got my shoes off, sitting there. I don't know why, but Kevin Berg decided that day we weren't friends anymore. He lashed out at me, confessed to the entire class. I think I think he had gotten embarrassed by something, and he confessed to the entire class. Damien likes Nicole, like any fourth grade kid. I started crying immediately because the entire class started laughing at me. 
because you know it's the fourth grade. Nobody, you can laugh too. It's okay. This is this is like twenty years ago. Uh, God, is it 20, 25 years ago? Jesus Christ. Uh, Kevin Burke liked Nicole Adams. That's why he was throwing me on the bus so he could sweep in and swoop her up. I I, I ended up uh, because everybody was laughing at me. I didn't know how to deal with it. I went and hid in the corner and cried. Put my shoes on and just sat in the corner and stared at the wall for the next half an hour. It felt like half an hour is probably only like five minutes. I don't know about you guys, but every once in a while I go and I, I, I check out uh, Facebook profiles of those that I used to uh, you know, be in love with once upon a time. And Nicole Adams, she's no longer the cute, beautiful girl she was in fourth grade, because that would be weird and creepy. <laughs> uh, but she does look like she's very happy, uh, mother of children. That motherfucker, Kevin Burke, though. <laughs> he's married, he's happy, he's a su successful fucking photographer. Me, on the other hand, I can't find a relationship because I'm afraid to let him let things out, buddy. I'm afraid to tell him people like I like him because what if they laugh at me? You can laugh at that. <laughs> just, because we're, we're, just because there are books doesn't mean we're in a library. Guys. Please yell, chat, whatever. Um, all I can say is that uh, I still hear that laughter to this day, shaming me. <laughs> let, me look, let me look through these notes to see what I got here. Um, you know, I, I ended up going through uh, high school, middle school and high school with both those two. I never talked to either one of them again. But they're, both, they're both seemingly happy, lovely, wonderful people. And uh, tonight, we're here to talk about those unrequited loves that stick with you, that still like cut you to the core. Um, but first, let me thank the dudes at Ratio Beer Works. I meant to do that earlier. Zach and Jason, grand opening, Saturday, February 14th, 2920 Larimer Street. Best goddamn brewery in Denver. They're going to open this weekend. They're going to blow you all away. I can't wait for uh, what they're going to accomplish here. Uh, but uh, let's let's get this show started. I don't want to make fun of myself that much anymore. Alone. Uh, let's bring out our buddies. We got uh, comic book artist Zach Kinsella. Where is Zach? Oh, mall you get killed with? <laughs> they should all be on. Is that on? I can't tell. Oh, you gotta ask the talk. Can I take it with me? Yeah. Take it off. Take it off. Uh, you've also been published in the New York Times. Yes, Popular Science as well. A whole bunch of other magazines. Wired? Not Wired. They hate me. Oh. Fuck those guys. Fuck yeah. <laughs> those guys. They haven't hired me. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got uh, the wonderful comedian and wrestling fan, Ian Douglas Derry. That's you. That's you. Hello. Welcome to the Legion Jacket here. Hey, buddy. How are you? Do you want me to play the drums? Yes, please. Just grab whatever, Mike. I was in a Scott Punk band, dude. I know all about drums. <laughs> it's a weird thing to say. Maybe we should change the subject from unrequited love to uh, scumbags. So I think that's even even more embarrassing subject. <laughs> to Mephistopheles, what happened? <laughs> no, the drummer quit drum <laughs> Yeah, 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 this wasn't very well planned. Stage so. presence. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, my, my dear buddies in the band Sleeping Weather. Toby, Vincent, Give it up to Toby, Vincent, Zach. Hell yeah. Yeah, buddies. All right. Welcome to our meeting. Proud so, so how are things going so far? It's not a total complete train wreck, is it? 
I don't want to stand in front of anybody. Well, you make a good wrestling stable, though, don't you think? This is the new world order of dudes with beards and not beards. Maybe a little Oh, man. I'm like the least bearded person. I didn't know one gave me a heads up. Okay. Yeah, they didn't plan this too well. There's not enough room here. It's okay. That's why I went with a three piece pan instead of a scotty. The two Zacks would sit in each other's lap. We can merge, right? When two Zacks become one, the best Spice Girls song ever. We call it Zacks. I didn't keep moving these. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't really think very very well about inviting two Zachs here. Oops. Uh, you're gonna be sleeping Zach and you're just Zach. Nice just beer Zach. Yo, beer Zach, what up, dog? Hell yeah. So, so when I told that embarrassing story about the time I cried in fourth grade gym class, that resonate with anything in you guys? Did you guys have any embarrassing like crying in uh, school? I, I never cried. No, no crying. Just me. She never cried because of it. It was always like in your room by yourself, never in front of the whole the whole class. Oh. So no one's none of you guys I don't believe none of you have you guys ever heard dashboard confessional and not cry? Come on. What the hell, dude? That shit was sad. Young class in fourth grade, that happens much more recently fourth grade. Okay. I, I, I'm only 19. I don't know what's happening. People just handed me beer and told me to talk. But, uh, <laughs> Do you guys have any embarrassing stories you want to commiserate with me so I don't feel so alone up here having cried? I, I have a, a sad one from when I was in second grade. But I can't wait to hear it. It's hard. I had just moved here, and there's the one girl down down the street, and we used to walk to school like at around the same time, and she had invited me to walk with her, and I was like, oh my I'll god, this is my first chance of love, you know, second grade. I'm like, this is the one that's gonna be like, the Topanga, you know, like the down the street girl. It's like, <laughs> grow up and, you know, but I got all dressed up, I put on a nice denim shirt. I, I had a denim shirt in my denim jeans. I was very ahead of my time. <laughs> Good denim game. Yeah, I, had the, I did my hair, I got all ready. And I walked down the street and I knocked on the door. And she had gone to school without me. So it was like the worst walk I've ever, the longest walk I've ever taken. How, how many songs have you written about that experience? Every song. That second grade just burned in me. What about you, Zach? Have you had any embarrassing experiences you want to share with the rest of the class here? Um, jeez. So, um, Man, I, I've written plenty of letters. Um, <laughs> I have to. No, no pig's blood involved. <laughs> I just remember uh, the most embarrassing time was like when I first moved out here, but this was the right age of 21. Um, I was not good at asking gals out. I just uh, came out of actually a relationship in uh, college. And um, so I met this really cute girl here, and we'd, we'd become friends for a while, and I was like, Boyhood emotions are boiling up inside of me. What do I do with them? Let's write it in a letter instead of telling them. <laughs> so that's, that's what I do with my angry thoughts, and it works well. <laughs> that leads to shooting, but it's okay. No. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like I, th I think I, we had a, an exchange about this earlier, but um, I, I, I wrote everything down in this 
ridiculously long letter. If anyone's ever seen my handwriting, unlike my brushwork when I draw, it's like serial killer level. Of, um, it's, it's, it's hard to, I'm trying to get my hand lettering in comics, it's not happening. Um, but like, so I gave her this letter and I just kind of waited on the couch for like, maybe five minutes and she's like, she read through this letter and she's like, I just started dating someone last week. And then we just decided to hang out the rest of the day in awkward silence while playing go-karts. Thankfully I got to drink after that too, so it was like a good couple of Weeks of binging, maybe? <laughs> I might not remember up till 23. <laughs> what about you, Ian? I got a feeling you got a good story. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Hell yeah. I've always wanted to sit on a handsome man's lap oh. and talk about being in fourth grade. <laughs> um, let's see. What is this? Embarrassing involving women? Oh, whatever, it could be. Okay, well, that's, that's, a, that's a slam dunk over here. Um, let's see, it, I was in, uh, I was a younger man. I was in a pop-punk band, no big deal, we've all made those mistakes. <laughs> oh shit, are you guys pop-punk? Oh no. Y'all sound like AFI or what? Um, but uh, there was a girl I liked. And uh, this is, is eighth grade fine? Is that cool? Or is that too old? Too old? Oh, okay. She says it's fine. She says it's fine. She's in charge of me. It's my, that's my agent, you guys. I'm sorry. But uh, okay, eighth grade. Pop up here. Mike is loud. No, it's just me. Okay. Yeah, no, uh, people yell at me all the time. Okay, eighth grade. Uh, I was in a pop up band. I asked this girl out. She said, no way, dude. She was like, you are lame. Then our band played the eighth grade dance. That's when everything changed. Our band was called Neutered Chickens. We made our own shirts with markers where we would just buy a bunch of Hanes shirts and write Neutered Chickens on them. Got them banned from 8th grade in Columbus Middle School, you guys. Bad boys. But then right after that dance, she asked me out. And it was like, oh, that's a victorious thing. This is like a cool thing. And then she dumped me two weeks later because I touched her boobs too much. I guess that's an eighth grade thing. Like, dude, lay off the boobs, buddy. And I was like, hell no, this, lucky is, this is amazing for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like 25 when that finally happened for me. <laughs> I don't even know what's... Don't be scared. So, tell so me... We... <laughs> You have nice hair. Tell everyone. Thank you. <laughs> Damn, don't make fun of his hair. I love it. It's great. Be sincere. Um, so, so these these unrequited loves we had, these embarrassing stories. How do they still factor into your lives to these days? Do you still like pine away? I mean, you, you mentioned that every song. I know it's a joke, but you know every or drawing or comedic joke you tell. How do these things factor into you, uh, your daily lives still to these days? Do they? I think, well, at least when, when writing music or other things, I think it's a very easy thing to draw on because it forces, it's like one of the, it forces you to really think about why did that not work about me? So it's easy to like, to, to dwell on it and to, to draw on it, I guess. So I think it's very common for us to use every day with writing. <laughs> I have absolutely wanted it. Until recently. 
I just make draw chimpanzees in space for the most part. So, I'm doing ex-girlfriend stuff in there. It's all happy time with chimpanzees and clothes. So, do the chimpanzees represent any girls? <laughs> just one. Just one. No, we 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 represent ex-girlfriends that have killed us in comics by making them goblins mostly. <laughs> I feel like I'm dictating the course of events. It's okay, but you're the comedian. You're the professional talker in this That's movie. true. What if I was just wistful about that? You guys, that's really true. I am the professional talker here. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, Do you have a real job, Ian? Oh, hell no. Look at me. I look like a vagrant. I look like an undercover cop at the Warp Tour. I'm not hired anyone. I have a real job, and I look like a fucking vagrant. When's Avenged Sevenfold playing, you guys? Um, Come on. So, I started, oh yeah, no, I started doing stand-up because a girl bummed me out. That's true. Um, well, uh, she was great. I wasn't as great. <laughs> Listen, I'm a feminist and I love the new Against Me album, so I'm not going to say anything negative about women ever. I'm the villain. I like to sit behind him because he smells good. You guys, art is hard, okay? It's difficult. Uh, this isn't hard. This is not hard. I am. Hey, ooh, comedy. <laughs> what is this? The funny bone? Let's cut loose. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I started doing stand-up, because I thought stand-up was stupid. Like, I, I lived in Omaha, Nebraska, home of 311. If you guys want to cheer for 311, that's fine. Hell yeah, chill. <laughs> Uh, who's cursive? Who is that? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know who that is. Um, but, uh, and there was no comedy scene, right? I'll talk fast. I'm like a micro machine man. Uh, no comedy scene, nothing. And what, what it was was the place called The Funny Bone, which was garbage humans eating chicken fingers and just staring at each other with uh, mouth breathing and all that. So I thought, I thought stand-up comedy was stupid. I'm like, stand-up comedy is that? What a dumb thing. I want to do sketch comedy, dude. That's where the bad boys are. And then I got my heart broken by a girl. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go up on stage. I'm going to say something about this. So for one year, I was just very angry and like, like, ah! like most, I think every stand-up comedian, when they start, if it's a white dude, they do this thing. Yeah, I fuck girls. It's just like that. Like, it's like you want the world to know that, like, you're like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm good. And then eventually you just start wearing jean jackets because you're too fat to wear other shirts. <laughs> that was, that's good. Where is that girl talking? Where is she now? I know you Facebook stalk her. Dude, I Facebook stalk everybody. What's yours, dude? <laughs> What's your URL, buddy? Um, no, she's fine. She went to Mexico recently. <laughs> her vacation pictures looked really fun and great. I didn't like. I like the bikini ones because I'm a creep. Hello. <laughs> what kind of Facebook pictures do you got, dog? <laughs> Why aren't you asking me? I know your Facebook. I didn't know. <laughs> It's all those gorilla <laughs> drawings. Hey, hey, hey. Chimpanzee's only, okay? 
Okay. That was speciest. I'm sorry, you guys. I apologize. Don't hey, classist. Classist? We're about to have a weird Planet of the Apes argument. Okay, the orangutans were scientists. Okay, they were the smart. Hey, who's the host of the show? <laughs> you can start your own podcast if you find the best. Uh, podcasts are about dead, though, dude. <laughs> I was trying to find somebody to videotape this. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. And it's not a cable access show. You guys yeah. Alright. Um, so what is it about these childhood pains that uh, endure us so much and like inspire so much creativity? Particularly I'm looking at you sleeping weather dudes that haven't said anything yet tonight. Uh, like what drives what drives into this stuff? I mean they like past events don't really ins- inspire me as much as they what? keep me from doing things that I had done in the past. Like uh like, even through high school and after I graduated, I would always go all out for Valentine's Day. Like, even if I'd only been dating the girl for a short amount of time, I was like, oh, it's Valentine's Day. I'm going to do something special. There's, like, uh, a time where I was dating a girl for maybe a month or so, and she lived out in Greeley, went to UNC. And uh, I knew what time she left for work in the morning, so I ended up driving out to Greeley <laughs> at 4 o'clock in the morning to leave Valentine's gift on her doorstep before she left for work and then drove back down here. And she like called me before she got it. And it was really nice because we dated for like a whole nother week. <laughs> and that was really rad. So she liked she liked my gift as a friend, which was <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> It does. No, no, it's just the best. It's about the people. Yeah. You don't have to fight, don't interrupt. <laughs> and then um, a couple years later, I done this other thing where um, I had taken flowers to a girl while she was in class. Um, and she just went to see Denver. And that lasted about a week after Valentine's Day. <laughs> and so now, uh, like, even with my current girlfriend, I decided not to go, like, do anything too crazy because I know it'll just jinx. Whatever I have going, she's like, oh, she did something really nice. And then it's just going to be like, nah. I've seen the top of your game, and it's... I learned the hard way. Those kind of romantic gestures usually end up to a uh, phone call to the police. Um, you have to be careful. Um, John Cusack with a boom box outside your window. Kind of fucking creepy. Yeah. Kind, of, kind of fucking creepy. Don't do it. The really do it. intimidating part was the last girl I did with her dad was like... Um, a, a detective oh, that worked for the police. And the funny thing was the first time I met him, he had called me by my real name, which I had not told her yet. Because <laughs> how I introduced myself to her was not how he greeted me. <laughs> so I was really, is not. <laughs> I, love, I love everything you just said. That wasn't what I asked, but we're going to keep going with that. And uh, I, I hate to give the microphone back to Ian, but Ian's got a really good story about a uh, gigantic romantic gesture that fell on, flat on his bucket Checklist. list. Wait, what was it? Which one did I tell you? Uh, you told me about flying to New York City. Oh, okay. Hey, guys. Uh, flights are pretty cheap these days. Have fun. Uh, kayak.com. <laughs> Spirit. Uh, no, uh, so we, I was going to do a weave all, but no one's done this. Uh, there was a girl that I started dating that lived in Brooklyn, New York. Thank you. And uh, she drove here, or not here, holy shit, Omaha, sorry. Uh, she drove to Omaha, which is like a 24-hour drive or some shit. Have you guys ever done that on tour when you're rocking out with the 
Not straight. Okay, not straight, alright. There's a joke in there, but, okay. but I'm better than that. <laughs> no, but, uh, so she drove, a bunch of her friends drove out, we had like a weird weekend of like, okay, now this is real. Then I was like, hey, I'm gonna fly to Brooklyn, because I thought that was a smart thing to do. Uh, go there, and I fly there, and then she's like, oh, by the way, I have a boyfriend. And so it was like this weird thing where I was like, okay, I'm in the big city now. And so I just went to a bunch of comedy shows and got real high. And we have not talked since then. <laughs> but I thought that was a cool thing, like, I'm gonna fly to this place. Like, uh, and she was like, oh, by the way, surprise. This dude has a neck tattoo, you're out. <laughs> uh, similar story, I had a girl that invited me to Atlanta and was like, oh, Come hang out, come see me, come see me, come see me. And she's like, oh, by the way, I showed up the moment I got off the airplane. She's like, oh, by the way, nothing's going to happen this weekend. Like, I don't like you. Oh. I just, I was just bored. Well, that's her right to do that, Dan. How dare you? How dare you expect anything else, you pervert? Just trying to connect with you. Okay. Again, there's a joke in there with yeah. the I'll let you guys have that one. <laughs> guys. <laughs> let let comic Zach talk about. Yeah, what do you got, Zach? Nothing. Why not? No, 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 no that, that look on your face. You got something. <laughs> what do you have? Tell us. Um, I've actually been more like a relationship cat, so not like a serial dater or <laughs> falling on my face a dating kind of person. But I've been through plenty of um, relationships that usually end up in uh, hor horrific situations that I could probably make a billion. Um, some uh, grandiose comics about, but I, like I said, would rather you're no hard about space. You're no Harvey Picar. No, no, I'm not even my friend Noah. Oh, so um, shout out Noah. Uh, Noah, uh, <laughs> the guy from the Bible. Shout out. No, somebody doesn't know his Bible. Oh, and I'm from the Heartbreaks have been um, like mostly from being cheated on, actually, and that's uh, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Thanks, man. I'm gonna sound good sound effects. Um, yeah, so you know, kind of go through the uh, you know five or six year relationship, and then um, it's happened twice where I've been cheated on. Um, in college, was the the worst one because it was. <laughs> Not with just one friend, but two friends. Oh, um, oh no. Yeah, so that was that was bonkers. Um, <laughs> it almost ended in arson. Not really. what? Oh, whoa! Hey, all right. I had to cheer up a little bit. Yeah. Tell us, tell us about how Billy Joel didn't start the fire. Let's go. Nobody likes Billy Joel. Everybody loves Billy Joel. Only early Joel. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know if there's really a happy ending to this. I've dated a lot of really awesome women, but um, yeah. the longer relationships seem to all end in cheating for me. So um, yeah. I don't know what that says, but uh, probably something awful about me. So, uh, Zach, hey, Zach, that's that's a terrible story. Thanks. Actually, I just ended a relationship in July that was really awesome for a while. She worked at the library. Um, she did not like to be called a librarian, but, you know, we talked about classic tropes. Um, she was an archivist, thank you. 
Oh, archivist. Archivist, yeah. That sounds great. Yeah, like, put papers away. I don't know, I never get up to like, her department, I'm like, what do you do up here? She's like, I'm just an archivist, don't, don't ask. Go back to your comic books on the second floor, and I'll see you later. Um, but no, that was, um, <laughs> I ended up because she wore too much gray, actually. It was always, she, she met. It reminded me too much of color out of January skies. I'm like, that's, that's like a fucking Seinfeld reason for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I didn't end it for that, but that's always fun to say. Hey. Who is that? Is that your girlfriend? Tell her to come in here. Yeah, it's good to come in here. <laughs> Becky, get in here. <laughs> hey! You're not the host. Take a seat, man. It's warm. No, no, it's warm. I just felt it. Yeah. Yeah. Get on that. Nice. Oh, did he? He really? Yeah. He just stole that girl's bike. <laughs> He's literally setting her on fire right now. Oh, there's a dog. Let that dog in here. I'll let that dog. You took your seat. Oh. So, we're just talking about falling flat on your face. <laughs> so, how did that work? Did you, did you make a new friend? Uh, no. I mean, if you can't get someone with a free beer to come in somewhere, like, fuck it, right? She's not that cool. <laughs> Whoa, aggressive. I'm going to say that as one of the best moves I've ever seen. That was I mean, heroic. I tried. That was heroic. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Um, do, we so, know, do we know that woman, though? <laughs> What's her email address? What's her Facebook URL? It has those, so you can customize them. You can. I'll stay out of this thing. No, you're fine, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, since I destroyed my iPad. That was pretty punk, though. Which was already pretty destroyed to begin with. Yeah, fuck's uh, so we're gonna We're going to play a short, silly little game, but I destroyed the iPad with all the uh, game questions on it, so we can't play the game I wanted to play. But I had another game to lead into that game, and I wanted to ask you guys, like, I, I had asked you guys all about mixtapes. Like, you know, that's the unrequited love. And I wanted us to, uh, I wanted us together to make a mixtape for somebody. Uh, I don't necessarily know who. Maybe we can pick someone from the audience. How about, how about Max right here? How about Max? Max. Why don't we make a mixtape for him? What are we gonna open up this mixtape with? Rope shaker. <laughs> I talked about it last night in our email. Rope shaker. Rope shaker. for you, man. Rope shaker. <laughs> zoom, 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 zoom. That's a good way to I, uh, I always open up my uh, mixtapes to girls with You're So Rad by the Bouncing Souls. You're so rad. You're so rad. Yeah. Zach, what, what do you got next on the mixtape? Come on, man. Yeah, just pick a random song, dude. Red Red Wine by you. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I like it. <laughs> no. Come um, on, man. Stolen, Stolen by Dashboard Confessional. Ooh. That's a good choice. You're breaking my heart. I'm, I'm going to stay on this like kind of path because we're going to get a theme going here. Um, I think we can do some Saves the Day. <gasps> right? Yeah. Good song. Good song. Yeah, pick a song. Yeah, you don't even song. know the titles. <laughs> I have iPods. Who knows titles? <laughs> They're be cool. <laughs> that was like a terrible song to put on next day. <laughs> okay, is it my turn, Damien? Is that fun? Sure, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my favorite band ever is the band called The Fairlanes. And Ooh. I've got. Oh, come on, don't pander. 
<laughs> You're cheering. No, no, I know. <laughs> but I pick uh, Fairlands, Bite Your Tongue, because it's like emotional, and it's like on point, and the singer's like a real hot dude, and I think a hot dude, like if you're going to pick like a Get Up Kids song or something, that's fine, but like Fairlands are like way better. <laughs> are you tingled? Don't be scared, it happens. <laughs> don't be afraid. Yes, I I don't know what I want. Where we go with them next? I would probably go with something like uh, I really like Millen Colin. Keep it up, upbeat. Millen Colin, but something, but something not necessarily. They were from Europe. Uh, I don't support. Uh, well, no, but they're, they're, they're sweet. They had that song about the moped. I really liked, but you thought it was about a girl, but it was really about their love for a moped. Uh, sexist. Thank you. you got, what was it? Box. Box. Yeah. So you know. Oh, what do you? It's a good song. A great song. It's a good song. Uh, great band. What next? What next? I actually found some of the questions for the game. Do you guys want to play it? It's going to be stupid and dumb. This is actually more fun than that. Is it my turn? Yeah, yeah go for it. Just whatever. I was trying to just yell out all cars. Jawbreaker? Jawbreaker. Chemistry? There you go. You redeemed it. We're going to make this mixtape. It's going to go all yeah. on now. My legendary girlfriend? Yeah. Pulp? Pulp. Maps? Maps? I don't even know what that is. Are we interviewing people that are asking? People are raising their hands. We could. We could. What's up? You could do eels, woman driving, man sleeping. There you go. See? Eels. That's empowering and I'm down with it. It's relationship plus automotive transit. Yeah. Because cars are for cowards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we've been at this for about 45 minutes. This has been fun. What do you guys think? What, what do you two and sleeping weather dudes that didn't speak very much? What do you guys think of this experience? I mean, I think that's kind of a, a crown question, right? Because this is a different thing up here as opposed to what people feel out there. You shouldn't be touched. You're a goddamn fucking. You're a pro at this. Why don't you have a mic at this? Ian, yeah, give me your mic. Alright, uh, I, I devised the game, it was going to be called Who Said It? It was going to be Who Said It? Hulk Hogan, Rosie O'Donnell, or Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, but unfortunately I lost most of the questions, but I did happen to save a few of them. Uh, anybody want to play? Or should we go ahead and get to the comedy sets? And live bands. I want anything. You look bored. Do you want these guys to play a live set? I don't need, you happen to sit right in front of me, and I know you well enough. I know. Well, you're pretty. You want to play a game? Cool. All right, gentlemen. So this game, this game, I came up on the walk over here. Uh, it's called uh, Who Said It. We have three choices. It is either Hulk Hogan, Rosie O'Donnell, Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> Those are all so similar. <laughs> exactly. Can they get flowers and then they get buffet? Come on. Nose goes first. Ian Douglas Perry goes first. Because he didn't hit the nose. Hello. Give me all the microphones. Okay. We'll make this short and sweet. When you lose, when you lose, you go, we go down to the next level. I just made this up about 10 minutes ago. I'm ready. 
No one talks shit about Hulk Hogan. He's an American hero. Go. He is an American hero. Um, he made a porno tape. Yes, go. <laughs> Nobody told me how to talk or think. Hulk Hogan, Rosie O'Donnell, and Macho Man, Randy Savage. You no know one told me how to talk or think? That's it. I'm going to sit. I'm going to right now. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you bring up Ric Flair? <laughs> I'm going to go Macho Man. Nope. Rosie? That is Hulk Hogan. Oh. Close. Close to this guy. Close to this guy. That's, uh, I don't know. You go next. Uh, <laughs> like I said, I made up this game on the walk down here. Uh, I'm sure, here's the quote. I'm sure I will cause tremendous seismic shifts in the culture again. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, Rosie O'Donnell, or Macho Man, Randy Savage. Rosie. Oh, you got it! Yay! A point. You got a point. You can either go again or pass it to Zach. Okay. I'm always jittery. It's my personality to be jittery. It's part of my calm. My charm. I'm sorry, I read it wrong. I can read it again if you like. Charm? I'm always jittery. It's my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Macho man right now. Oh! Point! Point! So you can either keep going or pass. Pass. Pass, okay. This is fun. This is pass. You ready? You ready? Yeah, I don't want to ruin the street. Bane stole my yellow. Yellow is the color you get when you're real and brutally honest. Hulk Hogan, Rosie O'Donnell, Randy the Macho Man Savage. I'm going to go with Hulk Hogan. Rosie O'Donnell. Oh! Hogan's Did she say it's a Hulk Hogan? I don't know. <laughs> See, this is how similar they really are. All right, Zach, are you ready? Yes. Zach, sleeping Zach, I should say. Uh, let's see. My curiosity is killing me, just like a cat would be killed by curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite wrestler ever. Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> this is Randy the Macho Man's Savage. Oh, <laughs> that was so close. So it's uh, you guys to win this awesome. game. And the, whoever wins, uh, did you get you got yours wrong, right? Yeah. Yeah, on purpose, didn't you? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so Zach, you said your mustache is crooked. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, Randy the Macho Man Savage, or Rosie O'Donnell. I feel like with a man with a mustache would have to say that, so Hulkamania. Oh, so close. Is it Rosie? This, this Macho Man Savage. So by default, are you Toby? Yeah. Vince is the winner. He's the winner by default. Hey, Scott. Huh? Oh, did you win? Did you win yours? Oh, oh, wait, you win. I don't know. Like I said, oh, go by default, you win. I don't know. I made this up as I went along. Okay, guys, at this point, we're going to take a short little break. Uh, and then uh, we're going to follow up by a short little set by Ian Devastaria. Oh, no. Okay. I mean, you haven't performed enough tonight. That's true. Oh, thank you. That's a but I love you. Okay. You look so handsome, but uh, blue jean jacket. Is this? Oh, hello. Yes. Yeah.
Alright buddies, we're going to take a short little break uh, while Sleepy Weather sets up. In Douglas area is going to do a short set here in a second. Uh, normally, when, when this is better prepared, there is a uh, commercial that will be played at this moment right now. But instead of a commercial, I'm going to uh, do one live right now. Say it. No, I, can't, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> Me and Zach are supporting people making you sing. Yeah, I guys sing, right? Uh, who did make me sing? Oh, uh, Michael Rooker, Denver Comic Con, made me sing. And uh, I sing Neil Diamond for him. Which songs? Uh, yeah, with Forever and Blue Jeans. Mysterious Love. Thank the Lord for the nighttime. Ooh. Seriously. I'm looking at the right here. Having had enough beer. Speaking of beer, what do you guys think of this ratio of brew works over here in the corner? If you guys have not had any, uh, Rachel Brewworks is uh, some samples over here of the new beer. Grand opening Saturday, February 14th, 2920 Larimer, uh, Saturday, Valentine's Day. If you're a lonely, sad bastard like myself, you will be there. If you have a date, you'll be there in, uh, I have no idea. Uh, while we're here at Mutiny, let's do a little uh, commercial for Mutiny. Let's look at some of the awesome products that I found here today. I found Kurt Vonnegut's Armageddon Retrospect. I've not yet read this book, but I love Kurt Vonnegut, and uh, his stuff is amazing. The Death of Wolverine. You know he'll be back, just like Superman, but, you know. Why not, uh, why not read how he died before they reinvent the entire Marvel Universe next month? Oh, Sabretooth did it. Shit. <laughs> Uh, we've got local heroes all out helter over in the CD section for $7. And uh, Bud Bronson and the Good Timers. These guys are so fucking good. As well as all out helter. Uh, I don't have a price tag on that. Who knows? And then Hot Water Motherfucking Music. One of my favorite fucking bands in the world. And the beverage we are drinking tonight is called The Hold Steady. And is that on this record? Oh, I chose the wrong fucking record. But uh, we've got we've got no division right here for uh, $14.99. So Ratio Brew Works, open Saturday. It's gonna be fucking awesome. I wanna be there. You guys gonna be there? Yeah. Yeah? Cool. Will you see my Alright, let's uh let's take a quick break while uh, we get these this shit set up. Thanks for coming out guys. This is this is fun. Alright buddies, before uh, we finish up today's episode, once again I'd like to thank my buddies at Ratio Beer Works for coming in and sponsoring the event. Zach and Jason, I don't know if I could have or would have done this without you guys. Um, please go check them out at 2920 Larimer Street, Denver, Colorado. They're about eight blocks away from the Summit Music Hall and somewhere around eight blocks away from the uh, Marquee Theater. Not to mention they are less than a block away from the Larimer Lounge. Please go check them out. Uh, they've got great beers like the Domestica, Dear You, Repeater, and uh, of course, my favorite, The Hold Steady. So go check them out. Great punk rock themed beers from uh, great old punk rock dudes. Uh, great brewery, and they are going to be the biggest, best thing in Denver. You wait and see, my friends. You wait and see. Uh, before we get into the end of this episode, uh, again, I want to plug in our next live event is going to be Thursday, March 12th at Mutiny, Second South Broadway, one of the coolest, bestest bookstores in uh, Denver if not the world, you know, if I may say so myself. Uh, we're going to have Mr. Uh, Eric Henderson, my old roommate, uh, Geherhart Kahane, and uh, my new buddies, Muscle Beach, one of the best hardcore bands in Denver right now. 
Uh, that event is also going to be free, all ages, and Ratio Beer Works will be back on hand sponsoring and uh, hopefully giving out some more of them tasty beverages. Hopefully soon we can get a mostly harmless live beer made out of made uh, made special for these events. So I don't know. We'll see, buddies. Uh, but it, again, thank you, Ratio Beer Works. Thank you, uh, Mutiny Information Exchange, and thank you guys for listening. And thanks to you guys who came out. Uh, the audio for the rest of this is a little wonky again because it was recorded with a handheld recorder, taped to the wall, in the back of the room. Uh, the sleeping weather guys, uh, it sounds pretty good, and then I start monkeying with it, trying to make it sound a little bit better live in the room. And but uh, you know, again, not too bad for being punk rock DIY uh, talk show recorded in a bookshore bookshore coffee shop bookstore coffee shop say that five times fast well you probably can i have marbles in my mouth anyway buddies uh let's get back to the show we got uh me rambling a little bit more than ian douglas terry in his fantastic comedy set and then uh we're gonna end it with sleeping weather melting the place down buddies all right now take care we'll see you in the funny pages well he lives everybody thank you for coming out to my one man show uh, we're going to have uh, uh, Jonathan Marcus Ian. Oh, no, I brought that up. Oh, we're going to have John Marcus here to do a little stand-up set. No, Ian Douglas Terry, everybody, is about to do a stand-up set. Today we're coming out to the inaugural uh, of these shows. We're going to do one of these once a month. Uh, we're still working out the dates, but once a month we're going to be doing these here at Mutiny. So thank you for coming out hanging out. Thank you to Ratio Beer Works. We're uh, serving up their mighty fine beers. Please go visit them uh, Saturday, February 14th, 2920 Larimer Drive. And, uh. <laughs> why are you laughing at me? Because you killed me. I love it. Oh, okay. You're bored for this. What's up, right? Okay. Here's a guy who's even more bored for it than I am. Little Mr. Uh, Ian Douglas Terry. Let's do some stand up, buddy. <laughs> yes. Yes, okay. I understand I'm much louder. Can we plug all these pedals into the microphone real quick? Yeah. I got some like weird trance shit I want to work on. Uh, how's it going? You guys, are you guys having fun? Is this a fun thing for people to do? All right. Uh, well, I got drunk thanks to Jason and Ratio. That's nice. Shout out. I'm driving home. If anyone wants to watch somebody play real life Mario Kart, heads up. That's scary. That's sad. I'm sorry. Uh, Let's talk about my parents. Let's just talk about where I came from, my origin story. Uh, they, I was, I was told I was conceived to the Rod Stewart song Maggie May. That's a fine thing for parents just to lay on their son. Like, hey, you know that, you know that sexy Scottish guy with the tight pants and the weird hair? Yeah, we fucked real hard to that dude. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, but my parents came here. I'm gonna put this here, Zach. Don't be scared. I just don't want to. Dude, don't start this shit. <laughs> no, but uh, my parents came here to Denver, Colorado to visit me because they liked me enough to be like, heads up, dude, we're coming over. And uh, they came to visit me. This is interactive. What do you think the first thing my parents, Douglas Terry and Nikki Deanne Terry, if you're nasty, wanted to do when they got to Denver, Colorado? Okay. Here's a little more info about my parents. They're both 63-year-old retired school teachers who have not done drugs since the 60s. 
<laughs> what do you think the first thing they wanted to do when they got here was? Casa Bonita. Casa Bonita? <laughs> I saw that South Park episode. It was crazy. <laughs> one time one time I did that joke, or that joke, that beginning of a joke, and someone goes, hiking. It's like, yeah, dog, that's the first thing I want to do to my 63-year-old parents, take them up in the mountains. That's my only get-rich-quick scheme. Just lose them there. Finally make some money. They have a house on a lake. Hell yeah. Uh, whoever said uh, weed, jackpot, you got it. Uh, that's the only thing they gave a shit about. Like, uh, I was like, you guys want to check out my apartment? Maybe see where I live? And they're like, no, we know you're a stupid idiot who doesn't have furniture. We know it's a piece of shit. Let's go to the weed store right now. So I took him to the weed store, Denver Relief, which is right over there. Needless plug. But I took him there, and my mother was so fired up, like she was shaking. Imagine a tiny 63-year-old version of me, but a lady and sexy, shaking and asking to smell everything. And she's like, what's that, electric wizard? I want to smell that. Bring it right here. What's this, bone brigade? Yeah, I'll smell that shit too. What's this keychain made out of? I'll fucking smell it. I don't give a shit. And then, like, the whole time my dad was standing, like, kind of back a bit, close to the door, just, just like, casing the place. Like, he was just waiting for legal weed to get canceled so he could bail. Like, all of a sudden, I was going to pull a gun and a badge out and be like, get on the floor, Doug! I've been on the longest sting operation ever. 34 years of pretending to be your shitty and disappointing son, you're under arrest. That didn't happen. That did not happen. Uh, what happened is they bought the most weed cookies I've ever seen anyone buy. More than me, and I have nothing going on. And they just loaded up on the weed cookies, got a cabin in Estes Park. I didn't hear shit from them for a month. And I don't know. They were listening to Rod Stewart up there. I don't know. Like, the only shit I saw for one month was my dad made a Facebook post, because he's cool, guys. He's got a Facebook. He, you can poke him. And all it said was... These cookies rule, and then the most exclamation points ever, where I feel like at one point Facebook was like, that's enough exclamation points, Doug, chill out, dude. So I know they made it through and that they're alive. They probably had sex in a hot tub or something. That's a weird thing to say. Uh, I'll tell you guys about this. This is a fun thing. I feel like right now I'm just being like a real bad boy, real arrogant, real brassy, just, just showboating and being real cool. No one can relate to me. That's fine. Uh, but this is something I think most people can relate to. Raise your hand if you ever had a terrible breakup over the Beach Boys song Kokomo. <laughs> Normally it's most of the room, because that song is a fucking epidemic. <laughs> that song lays waste to everything. And listen, I know there's better Beach Boys songs. I'm aware of Pet Sounds, Sloop John B. I'm on board, I know. But Kokomo's different. Kokomo, okay, I had this girlfriend. Not bragging, she was fine. <laughs> She was cool. She was, she was a nice person. One day, I just wanted to relax, drink a couple daiquiris in the bubble bath, and I started playing Kokomo. That's what you do. That's the normal thing. Start playing Kokomo, and she goes, I fucking hate this song. So my instant response is, how dare you tell me what I can and cannot ironically enjoy? This song is now a very important part of our relationship. Everything's based on Kokomo. Uh, playing Kokomo constantly, burned a CD, put it in her uh, car, Kokomo, over and over and over. Changed my ringtone to Kokomo, changed her ringtone to Kokomo. Started quoting Kokomo during sex, not the Bermuda Bahama Mama parts. Uh, the part where it goes, we're gonna get there fast, we're gonna take it slow. Then one day I got down on one knee and presented her with a novelty-sized box that she should have saw coming a mile away. She opens it up, See a cocktail soundtrack on compact disc. 
she instantly leaves me. Just leaves me. Just on that. Just well, we also both had sex with a lot of other people, and I kind of hit her with my car once, but I'm pretty sure it's the Beach Boys song that ruined our relationship. I'm gonna end with this. This is kind of a longer thing, it's fun. Uh, I know you look at me and I look like I said the undercover cop of the warp tour thing already, Jason. I'm sorry, I blew that punchline. Uh, I look like a uh, pregnant ET. Is that fun? I look like a snake that swallowed a basketball. <laughs> I look like the Big Bang Theory's drug dealer. That, that's the one that kills at comedy clubs because they're like, I've heard of that. <laughs> but uh, I used to have a normal person's job, not, not just bragging. I know I look like the best manager at most hot topics. We're like the number one server at the Hard Rock Cafe. I know, I look like that. And uh, I worked in like just a normal office where I had to wear khaki pants and tuck my shirt in. Which for me is like, that's like when you put a cat in a sweater, because the cat hates it, but it's like, this is the only fucking way I get to eat. I have to do this. I have to, and look at, spoiler alert, I'm wearing all black so it's not going to show off very good, but this is what I look like when I tuck my shirt in. It looks like Alfred Hitchcock's face. It's all dick and gut. That's nothing good for anybody. That's gross. So I wear this. It's camouflage. But I uh, had this normal office job. Lots of Cathy's, lots of spreadsheets, all the best shit. And like the best thing at, at the office job, as most of you that have office jobs, is, is when you get to leave for half an hour for lunch. Maybe you went to a four-year school and you get an hour lunch. Whatever. <laughs> I took five years to graduate a community college, so I'm on that 30-minute lunch. But that was like my favorite shit, just spread those free bird wings and fly away. And uh, this particular day I want to tell you about, real jacked up, real fired up to go to lunch, real passionate about it. Uh, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose, all that. <laughs> you guys watch sports shows. But uh, I had to piss. We've all been there. If you haven't, goddammit, drink some water once. <laughs> you gotta do it. I had to piss, so I popped into the bathroom. Real quick piss, we're splashed around, real hot, real wet, all the good stuff, having fun laughing. And then I pulled the khaki pants up a little too fast. And I don't know if y'all know shit about khaki. Uh, khaki's the narc of the fabric world. You can't do shit in khakis. And it's like, oh, did you kneel on the ground for 30 seconds? Yeah, I can tell you're wearing khaki pants. So I just wind up with this like circle of piss, like right where my right where my penis is. Just right. I tuck it up sometimes. And that just ruined my lunch plans because for lunch I was going to go to the gas station and eat a gas station salad because that's the only workout I know how to do. Oh, you do, you do uh, P90X? Yeah, I, I eat lettuce to the guy with neck tattoos yelled at for an hour. That's my hardcore workout. Couldn't go into QT. That's a local reference in Omaha. Usually kills. Come and go. Also a local reference. What's here? 7-Eleven. Fine, I'll take it. Couldn't go in there. People way too judgmental. So I just go right across the street to Kentucky Fried Chicken. Because I'm like, fuck it, dog. Life's a risk. Let's have some fun. So many references, I know. Pull through the drive-thru, get the bowl full of food, pull right into the parking lot, because I'm not taking this in front of the Cathy's. They've already seen me make too many gravy mistakes. That's funny. Laugh. So I'm sitting in the parking lot of the fast food place that I just got the food from eating it get fired up, start opening up that spork. They put the spork in packaging now, in case you haven't been there in a minute, which is like, hey, fat guy, physical challenge. <laughs> and I break the top off the spork. Because that hurt, never do that again. Because I'm like crazy jacked. 
So normally you'd just be like, just go to KFC, get a new spark. Can't, still got piss all over my pants. That shit's not going to be gone for like a month because I don't do laundry because I'm a renegade. So I wind up just scooping the food with the broken handle of a spork, which sounds like a Kid Rock B-side, I know. <laughs> just going for it, gravy everywhere. Night Moves by Bob Seger comes on my shuffle, and I have an immediate visceral reaction and start crying. Just crying and scooping. Like, then I look to my left, there's a dude in a car just staring at me right next to me. I said, well, this guy doesn't know the rules of eating in your car in a fast food establishment's parking lot. There are very clear rules. It's the same rules as watching a porno tape with your friends. Here they go. <laughs> Rule number one, plenty of space. Rule number two, no eye contact. <laughs> Don't do it. And rule number three, if Kevin's parents come downstairs, everyone pretends they're sleeping. Thank you very much. Y'all are the best. Give it up for Damien and his broken ass iPod. God bless. Here's an iPad, thank you. Uh, Ian, you're going to be hosting the Greater Than Social Club Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, people listening to this that are in this. Uh, I don't know when this is going to go up online, but Greater Than Social Club, he hosts that. Uh, Zach, what do you got going on? Nothing. Nothing? No, I'm kidding. I just started a new book. Sit. <clears throat> Start a new book. It's coming out from Scholastic. What? Scholastic? It's for kids. Surprise! No, no guts. No glory. I'm, no guts. No, no glory. No chimpanzees. <laughs> well, I'm gonna stick a damn chimpanzee with it, like or not. Yeah. Um, outro bail. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> can you make a joke about that? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, we're gonna have Sleeping Weather play a set. They're gonna play March eighth. March eighth, the High Dive, right across the street. We're looking right at it till death do us party uh, with Sidekicks and Cayenta. Is that how you say it? I don't know. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But they're great. You're great. Sidekicks. Awesome. Sure. <laughs> no, they're great. Uh, anyway, uh, how long? What's that? Yeah, it's time for you to play. It's like five songs. No, no, no. When are you going to start? Right now. Oh, right. right now. Right now. Let's do it. Do it. Can you go to the bathroom real quick? Folks, can he go to the bathroom real quick? I don't know. Can Oh, no, dude. May he go to the bathroom. Thank you guys for coming out and watching. But I was really worried that we're not a talking band, so when somebody asks us to talk, I was like, oh, this is gonna go so bad for us. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I feel honored to be asked to do it. So <laughs> thank you, guys. Okay, we're gonna we're just gonna play like five songs, maybe six if it goes well. So probably five songs. <laughs>
new song off our uh, split we just put out. So, yeah.
Thank you guys for watching. We got two more songs for you guys. Both these uh, songs are off of our record we just put out uh, earlier last year with Suburban Home. So if you like it, it's out there. <laughs>
Thank you guys. This is our last song. And thank you, Damien, for having us and everybody. Yeah. It's awesome. Thank you for being uh We also have a cover if you guys would like to hear a new yeah. cover. Do you guys want to hear both or do you just want to call it another Both. One? Let's just do both. Let's Whatever. Do both. Oh. Why not? We love playing Neil Young because he writes way better songs than we could ever do. So I don't know. We're on a high note. I like that Paperboy song though. We didn't play Paperboy song. I know. Yeah, we did. I'm just saying oh, I like yeah. it. I thought you said we didn't. I'm like, oh, we did. I don't listen.
Thank you, guys. We're sitting there.